as Leah had said, we do thank you for um, for allowing us just to be with you all this morning, and 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 for for those that that had us um, into their home yesterday, just just such such thankfulness and and such a um, just some beautiful families that we were able to meet and and be with yesterday. So we thank each one of them um, very dearly, and just look forward to getting to know more of you today. Um, and even over the, the coming years that the Lord would give us together as well. Uh, Psalm 66 says, Come and hear all who fear God, and I will tell them of what He has done for my soul. I cried to Him with my mouth, and He was extolled with my tongue. If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard. He has given heed to the voice. He, he has given heed to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor his loving kindness from me. I was raised in a, a Southern Baptist Christian home. Um, I was Around uh, eight years old, I was led in a uh, the, the sinner's prayer by my parents, and that evening I walked the aisle of the church and, and had told the pastor what I had done that afternoon, sitting in my parents' kitchen. About a month after that, I was baptized um, by my father at, at that church, um, who, was a, who was an ordained minister. As the years began to go on, um, I lived a rather good, rather religious um, religious life. was involved in different things in the high school, um, just fellowship of Christian athletes, and started helped start a Bible study at, at, at the high school and things like that. But as, as time went on, there began to be just a growing coldness more and more, just for, for church life in general, around just shortly before my senior year of high school, just I'd, I'd had enough, and I'd done my time with church. I'd been there two times on Sunday and once on Wednesday night for almost 18 years of my life, and I figured that's 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 enough of that. And the world just looked more and more appealing as as time went on. So around that time. From around around 18 years of age until roughly um, 28 and a half or so, the details aren't aren't all that important for you to know. We don't need to glorify sin any more than it is already in this world. But just just a life of of much sin, much alcohol abuse, much drug abuse, um, much seeking after. Of, of money and popularity and girls and just pretty much anything that I could get my grubby little hands on I wanted for me. And yet all the time, holding on to this prayer that I have prayed as a little child, that I'm still a Christian, I'll still pay lip service to the church when I go back and I visit my parents, I'll go to church with them and I'll, I'll still act good enough. Um, and, and when I get older... We'll get all this worked out. 
when I, when I get married, when we have children, there's plenty of time. No need to worry. So it, um, in 2008, um, by the Lord's grace alone, um, I was set free from, from drug addiction. I was set free from alcohol abuse. Um, and so, and, and then at, at that time, it had a desire even of wanting to go back to church again. And so, so I started going back to, to a church um, at the time where I was living. About f- four months after that, uh, I met Leah. And so we began our, our relationship at that point. She was living in a, a different state at that time. And so just email uh, correspondence back and forth for about four months or so and so I so she'd asked me well how did you get saved and so I, I said well I was I was eight years old and I prayed this prayer and 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 so that's how I was saved and she said well you know I'm still I'm still learning and I'm still growing but I'm I know that you can't just pray some prayer and, and these you have these magic words that will save you so <laughs> if you've if you've grown up in that type of background and then somebody comes at you and says, there's no way, it's, it's all by the sovereignty of God. It's by His hand alone and not by anything that you can do. You will surely fight against that with all of your might. Um, so we had some rather heated discussions for, um, for a few months back and forth about that. And she, she began to share different scriptures and share different sermons with me at the time. I, I thought, you know, I... I think this girl's on to something. And so um, so I thought, okay, well, I, I suppose then it wasn't when I prayed a prayer when I was a kid, but w- it was when when I got clean from, from the drugs and alcohol. The Lord must have saved me then. Because I didn't really have the desire to go back to church, I don't think. I think it was God that did that. And if we kind of fast forward a little bit from there, then... By this point, we have we have moved to uh, to St. Louis. We have started attending uh, Rockport Baptist Church. There seems to be growth in my life. There seems to be this fruit that is being born, even and and there is just I did, I I want to just I want to put as much knowledge of the Bible that I can in my head. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out, and I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna understand it. Around uh, May of 2010, we have been married. By this point, I, I start getting a desire for evangelism. I see different men around me, who, are, who they're excited about evangelism. They like to go out and, and share the gospel, and, and there's even a, a, an evangelism type class that's being started at the church. And I think, well, I wanna. That's what I want to do. That I want. I want to start evangelizing and, and telling people um, about how they can be saved as well. And so, the most logical thing for me to do at that point was, well, I'm going to just start getting as many tracks as I can. I'm going to start watching videos on YouTube of street preachers, and um, and I'm going to figure this gospel thing out. And I'm going to get it. I understand there's a sovereignty of God, and He's the one who must save sinners. But if I can figure out that you need A, B, C, and D, and I can lay that so perfectly nicely before you, packaged so prettily, 
people are just going to get saved. They're just going to, it's, it's going to be right there. there there's, there'll be no contest. So I just need to know the gospel. I've got to get the gospel figured out just right. So that became my, my focus. And many tracts were read, many videos were watched, many street preaching sermons even were watched um, over this time. And yet I still just, I couldn't get a handle on it for some reason, though something just wasn't quite gripping gripping me at all. Um, there's a, a brother who, who ministers in, in Lebanon named Walid Batar. And you all, some of you may be familiar with Walid. We had the, the pleasure of having him in our home one evening for, for dinner uh, during this time span. Uh, by the grace of God, I believe, too. And I was recounting this story to someone last night that I remember sitting across the table from Walid, and what Walid said was, we don't just need more missionaries in Lebanon. What we need is people who know the gospel, and we need people that know the truth and that aren't going to come and confuse these people, but that will truly come and share with them what the Scriptures say. We need people that know the gospel. And I'm sitting there at the other end of the table, as calm and cool as collected as I can be, and just thinking, what is that? What is the gospel? Tell me. Would you tell me, please? And all of a sudden he said, and the gospel is. And I thought, thank you, Lord. <laughs> and he starts going through the gospel. And, I, and every single word that he says, I'm trying to hold on to it and hold it in my mind. And, and every next word that he says, I've forgotten the word that was before. And I'm thinking, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I can't get it. I can't get it. Hold on to this. And, and, and I'm just, it's just slipping. I'm, I'm falling all over the place trying to hold on to this. A few weeks after that, I'm, I'm at work. And this particular evening, I'm going to be going and speaking with my sister, who I'm still at this point, I'm not sure that she truly knows the Lord. Um, but I wanted to share with her the gospel that night. I wanted her to know. Of, of who Jesus Christ is and His saving grace. But all day at work, I'm just thinking through and trying to figure out the gospel again in my mind. What is, what is the specific words that I'm going to say to her tonight that she may know? Work finishes and Leah can see that I'm a bit distraught. And she said, what's, what's wrong? I said, I've been trying to figure out the gospel all day. She said, what? what? And, and I said, is this the gospel? And I, I shared something with her, and she kind of looked at me and just said, no, no. And, and she said, this is the gospel. And she shared the gospel with me very clear, clear as day. She said, does that make sense? And I said, well, I mean, I understand the principles. I understand what you're saying to me. But it was very much in one ear and out the other. And she said, okay, let's try this again. So she shared with me, again, clear as day, the gospel went straight through it. And at this point, we've reached, a, I think we were going to Walmart or something. I remember sitting in the Walmart parking lot at this point, and she's finishing up sharing about the work of Christ on the cross and just, just the salvation, the, the redemption that is brought through that. And, and, she, and so she says, do you... Do you understand? And, and, and again, it's, 
I, I get it, but but I, I'm not getting it. And um, so I'm just getting frustrated at this point. And I said, let's let's go in. I, I, we've got stuff to do. We go into Walmart. We leave. We get home. I have about an, an hour and a half or so maybe before I'm going to meet with my sister. And I, I say, well, I'm going to go back to the I'm going to go back to the, our bedroom and just see if I can just calm myself down a little bit before I go speak with Rebecca. So I go back to the bedroom and, and just sitting on the floor and just just broken um, of, of think, just sitting there and thinking in my head, Lord, I'm a Christian and the thing I need to know is the gospel, but, but it's not making any sense to me at all. And, and just tears start streaming down my face. And just, I, I can't figure out what's going on. Why, why is this not making sense? Why is there no clarity um, in what I'm, what I'm about to go share with, with Rebecca? And so I'm sitting there, and, and all of a sudden, these different scriptures that, uh, that I've been reading for these last few months in these tracks and hearing these street preachers say over and over again, start coming to mind. Um, scriptures such as, for, uh, for the wages of sin is death, but the, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, and, become the righteousness, and that we may become the righteousness of God in him. For by grace are you saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, it is a gift of God not by works so that no man can boast. Remind, being reminded again of just how we must deny ourselves, we must take up our cross, and we must follow after Him. At that point, Isaiah 53 pops in my head, and, and, and more, it was more just the number than the, than the actual passage, and I thought, okay, I know this scripture, I've heard it before, I know it's been read at church, and yet I just blanked on what it was and so get my Bible and I, I open it up and I begin reading through Isaiah 53 and I just like to read um, just three of the verses out of out of Isaiah 53 um, beginning in verse 5 it says but he was pierced through for our transgression he was crushed for our iniquities the chastening of our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. And then in verse 10, but the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. It was at that moment that I, 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 I once was blind, but now I see. And I began to see with greater clarity than I have ever seen before in my life that it was my particular sins, my specific sins that Matthew has committed that Christ died for. That, that it was, it, it was, it, I, I was atoned for that day. And, and I 
gained redemption that day through Christ. And um, it, it, it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life. I couldn't believe it. Um, and just on the floor, just not knowing what's really going on either. And, the, you know, as I went back to the bedroom, I wasn't seeking to get saved at all. You know, um, so what a what a joyous time that was. Um, and I'll just share just kind of the next few moments of, of my day even. I go out to the living room and, and it's, it's time for me to go and meet with my sister to share the gospel with her. And, and Leah, Leah said, are you okay? You, you, need, to, you need to go and, and talk to Rebecca. Having no clue what's going on, what has just happened, um, just, just meters away from her. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> You got to see this, and I throw open my Bible and and I start reading through Isaiah fifty three again, and just fall on the floor, and just again, just tears streaming down my eyes, and I get to these verses again, and I said, "Do you see this? Do you see the truth right here that 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 He died for my sin, that 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 Christ was pierced through for my sin. He was pierced through and and crushed. It pleased God to crush His Son that that that, that I may have life." And she said. Yeah, <laughs> and and I look at her and I said, "Did I just get saved?" And she said, "I thought you were saved." <laughs> I said, "I think I just got saved." And uh, we ended up calling uh, uh, brother brother Bob, one of the the elders at Rockport, and I'm I'm uh, half laughing, half crying, and just can't control myself, and and. And I'm Bob, 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 and and he starts kind of kind of chuckling on the other end. He said, "You just got saved, didn't you?" <laughs> and um, and just the, the the same thing happened with with his eldest son as well. And so he he was so encouraged. Just he pulled the car over where he was driving, and we just had a time of rejoicing and just fellowshipping um, together for for some time. Then. Um, that was August 6th of, of 2010, and so that has been just uh, 15, 16 months or so ago. And just the, the way that, that the Lord has, has just been so gracious and, and continued to just, to just open my eyes to, to the truth of who He is, um, of what I thought I once knew, I, I, I knew nothing of. Um, I had the, the wonderful privilege of getting to meet um, uh, Trevor and, and Ryan uh, Skinner just right after that. Uh, we were, they'd come to St. Louis, and um, so we ended up, we got talking uh, one day as we were going downtown to, to share the gospel. And they said, So when did you get saved, Matthew? I said, Uh,. 16 days ago <laughs> and and uh so got to again just share the the account of that happening and and um Ryan and I got or yeah Ryan and I were talking after the um during that time and he said you know the scripture came to mind as you were sharing it says in in John 5:39 you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life it is these that testify 
about me. And you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. What I was seeking after through that time was, was a mind that would get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and that I could share all these different things with you and have all this theological truth. But yet, I, I, I didn't even know the Savior. And just, I don't want to take up much more of your, of your time today, but if you would, just for a moment, um, I, I, don't, I don't know the majority of, of, of you all here, and, and I don't know if it is well with your soul today. And one of the areas that the Lord has, has been working in my life and, and burdening me for is 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 to see souls saved and and today if if you're here and and you don't know of this saving grace you don't know that you have tomorrow you don't know that you have this afternoon the scriptures say that that if if you would hear his voice today that do not harden your heart do not harden your heart against 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 God, and and turn to Him today. Um, Christ very clearly, um, He says in, in Matthew eleven, He says, "Come to Me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you and learn from Me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For My yoke is easy and My burden is light." We may be finding our hope, we may be finding our peace and, and, and joy in so many different things, and yet if you are finding them in anything but in Christ, they will fail you. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. And the only thing that we can do is turn to Christ, that we must see that it, that it, that it was His death upon the cross, that, that, that He took all of, our, all of our sin upon Him and that He died that we may have life, as, as I read earlier, that He became sin on our behalf, yeah. that we may have the righteousness of Christ in Him. Um, and I, I would just encourage you today, um, if you're questioning even, maybe I don't fully know this, this God that Matthew is speaking of or that, that Charles will share of in a moment. Maybe, maybe what Leah shared, I, I don't fully understand all that um, there, there are many here that I'm sure would love to speak with you that would be elated to speak with you about the gospel truth um, today and, and would, would gladly spend their, the entirety of their afternoon and evening um, showing you of the glories of God the majesty of Christ and um, one thing I'll close with this, that, that, I, that as we um, had the privilege, as I said yesterday, of just being in a number of different homes and, and getting to hear the testimonies of, of how the Lord saved, um, uh, saved sinners just as I and Leah. Um, one of the things that, that we were hearing from different people that I began to kind of pick up on is that, that a lot of people thought that they were alone, that, that well, this type of... of circumstance or instance would only it's only happening to me and no one else really understands what I'm going through yeah. um, that 
that no one else would get it. And if, if I tried to share this even with, with someone at church, they would just think that I'm crazy. Um, you're not, you're not a, as alone as you think. Um, and share. <laughs> share. Um, be bold and open your mouth and share. And, and as I said, there, there are many that would be glad to sit here and share with you of the saving grace of God. Um, we must, we must cast ourselves upon his mercy. Um, we must. Um, the, the scripture commands all men everywhere to repent. And if you have not made that step of faith and placed your faith in Christ, would you do that today? Would you do that today? Today is the day of salvation. Um, do not wait till tomorrow. Do not wait yet another moment. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Thank you.